Hey everyone, this is our Midweek Leadership Podcast. We believe that as you listen to it, it is going to move your life forward. So get ready for an amazing message. Everybody remember like in uh, elementary <clears throat> when uh, you had to uh, pick teams for something like dodgeball or anything. And, and some of us maybe were the, uh, the pickers and some of us were the pickies. I don't know what the, but anyway, the picked, I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's interesting even in uh, the, um, interesting in the, even in the beginnings of uh, life, you start learning uh, at a very young age, um, different filters you use to pick your team. And so, like, when you were young, it, it might have been a friend. Uh, oh, I pick my friends first. Or maybe you're a little more, um, uh, you know, you want to win, so you only pick the people who are really good. Maybe you're uh, one that always sees the underdog. And, aww. Like, Oh, 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 oh. oh my gosh! It's so awesome to see. Oh my gosh! I'm totally gonna ruin this uh, podcast, but I don't even care. All right, uh, so um, you, you go through those filters. Uh, maybe you see the underdog, so you pick the person that you think is gonna be last. You pick them first. Um, maybe you uh, pick for a number of different reasons. Here's the thing. Everybody in this room, everybody who's listening right now, we are either on a team or we're picking our team uh, in, in life. You, you can't get out of uh, how you interact with, with other people. Um, and so I, I want to talk about this idea for the next couple of minutes is, I, I think, super important on how to pick better teammates, and, um, but also uh, how to be a better teammate uh, as I talk through this, because we're all teammates and we're also picking people that are on our team. And so uh, I want to get very specific, though, and talk through the difference of a person, so you can see when you're picking somebody or you're going to be somebody on a team, I want all of us to see the difference between somebody who is hungry for growth and service versus somebody who is hungry for position and power. Somebody who is hungry for growth and service versus somebody who is hungry for position and power. And here's the thing that's really hard. They look very similar at the beginning. Those people look very similar at the beginning. As a leader, you need to have discernment in figuring out which is which. As a teammate, you better make sure I don't want to only be looking for position and power and title hungry. 
I want to look for the place where I can serve and be lower, and I want to grow personally. I don't need to grow my title. I need to grow my personal life. So, so how, does, how does that look? Acts chapter 8, verse 9. A man named Simon had been a sorcerer there for many years, amazing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. Everyone from the least to the greatest often spoke of him as the great one, the power of God. So now we can see right away, Simon, before he, had come, before he comes to God, is like loving title, and he is loving power, and he's loving position, and uh, he's also pretty rich. Because when you hold that kind of sway over people, you just, this is how he's making lots of money. They listened closely to him because for a long time he had astounded them with his magic. So he had major influence as well. But now the people believe Philip's message of good news concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ. And as a result, many men and women were baptized. Verse 13, then Simon himself believed and was baptized. And he began following Philip wherever he went. And he was amazed by the signs and great miracles Philip performed. Stop there. I, I want you to see that this is a moment. Now, um, in our in our uh, context, this would be a celebrity that just came to God. That in our context. Okay? So, we could turn around, Philip could turn around, oh my gosh, Simon! Simon, the one that holds influence over everybody, has now gotten baptized and is following God. And so, at, at, right away, we could look at Simon and say, oh, let's pick him. I want Simon on my team. Because, look at this. He's, and, and, and there's lots of things that he's good at. He's got influence. He's got potential. He's got Hunger, he's got, you know, these things are things that we look for. But there's something wrong with him. Verse 14, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that the people of Samaria had accepted God's message, they sent Peter and John there. And as soon as they arrived, they prayed for the new believers to receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit had not come upon any of them, for they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus then Peter and John laid their hands upon the believers, and they received the Holy Spirit. When Simon saw that the Spirit was given, when the apostles laid their hands on people, he offered them money to buy this power. Let me have this power too, he exclaimed, so that when I lay my hands on people, they will receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter replied, may your money be destroyed with you for thinking God's gift can be bought. You have no part in this for your heart is not right with God. Repent of your wickedness. Pray to the Lord. Perhaps he will forgive your evil thoughts. For I can see that you are full of bitter jealousy and are held captive by sin. So somebody who got baptized and, and the Bible said believed Philip's message, now just a couple verses later, Peter says, I can see your heart, 
you're full of jealousy and you're captive by sin. How do you as a leader have the discernment to be able to see to, through those two? How is you as a leader are able to see this one's good for my team, this one's not good for my team? Also, you as a teammate, how can you be the teammate that wants to serve and wants to grow personally instead of the one who wants power and position? A couple of things that I, I saw um, through this. One, they get more interested. This, this is when you know you have a person on your team or you are the person on the team that is interested in power and position. You get more interested when a bigger title comes into the room. Philip was great, but then when the apostles came, then Simon started to get vocal, right? Then Simon started to talk, and hey, what's going on? What, why, why? Because he got more interested when a bigger title comes in the room. Be very weary about teammates who act differently when, uh, when, a, when the pastor comes in the room than when you're in the room. Something is wrong with your team when you have some people who act differently with higher titled people. It is not healthy for my son to treat my wife differently and obey her differently than he does with me. That is not healthy and it's not okay. Her and I are one. Our word is our word. There is not an upper tier. That It's actually really unhealthy when you start, as a parent, start saying, wait till your dad gets home. Or wait till your mom gets home, either one. It, it does, you, you are setting up everybody in, in the family and in your leadership dynamic to say, okay, you only need to get right when the big title comes in the room. So it, it, it's unhealthy in your business when you only have a good uh, way of working when the owner comes in the room. And when the owner leaves, then everybody just goes back to how they used to act with just the manager there. You have an unhealthy team. It doesn't work right. There's, there's something wrong with your heart when you shape up when the big, big title comes in the room and when there's no title in the room. When the bosses go on vacation, the, the business should run just as if they were in the room. And if it's not like that, you might have some people that are more interested in position than power than serving in personal growth. Or you might be more interested in position and power than serving in personal growth. Another thing that I saw is they get more invested. If you, if you are looking uh, at your team and you've got some people that might be interested more in position and power than serving in personal growth, these people get more invested and generous when it benefits them. Simon broke out his wallet 
when he saw that he, he was like, ooh, I want that power. How much money does that cost? So if you've got people on your team that only get invested and generous when it's something that benefits them, something's not right. Because we are called to be invested and generous when it doesn't benefit us, it benefits other people. That's how the kingdom of God works. That's how we live. That's how, these are the, the, this is the leaders that we want to be. These are the people that we want to be. Simon broke out his wallet when he saw, ooh, this is going to help me. This is when I'll, I'll, I'll give. This is when I'll, I'll do this. This is why it's so important uh, for our church not to, uh, to only push things that we think will uh, um, make other people happy. So that's we'll give to it. Oh, if we do, do this, a lot of people will really like this and people will give to it. That's not being generous. That's being selfish. You're just personally invested in your own thing. And I'm not, and I'm not saying that there's times where you're like, oh, hey, this is going to help me and I like this. And oh, it, it, there's, there's a line there. It's okay. But when the only time that you say that you're going to give to something or that you're going to personally invest into something when it benefits you, that's not being generous. That is not being generous. And on our teams, if we have people who do this, I'm, I'm telling you, it's, it's not the healthiest way. It's not terrible. It's not like they're going to hell or going, you know, like I'm just, I'm just trying to, to say this is how you build healthy, 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 healthy teams. You don't want a Simon. You, you, you don't want a Simon. This is, uh, this is why it gets really, uh, this is why sometimes when, um, People want to come to me and say, hey, I think we should do this as a church, and I'll personally fund it. And I'm like, ah, no. Simply because the, my first response to this is, okay, hold on. Are, do you only want to be generous because this is your idea that you love, and this is the thing that you want? Because that doesn't work in the kingdom. I, I love I love the, the the thought of somebody wanting to give, but I the highest level of give is where you can give and just say, God, here it is. I give it to you. I trust you. Go do with it. Go 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 do it. Third, their motives are about climbing the ladder. And, and they want it for themselves instead of getting on their knees and serving others and wanting it for them. Simon immediately said after this, how can I get this power? I want, I want this power. I want this title. Because what Simon, here, and here's the thing. Simon wasn't really transformed because he loved the power that he had at the beginning 
and now he saw the change of the tide, and now he was like, well, I just got to get on this thing now, and how can I get this kind of power so I can get back to where I was? Be very weary of people on your team who say the right things, who look the part, but haven't had inward transformation yet. We're not looking for people to say all of the things that we run on and that they can have it memorized. We're not looking for people that just say the same things that we say and, oh, amen, pastor, that's so good, Pat. Oh, that's great. We're not looking for robots. We're looking for inward transformed people. And that is the thing that changes. And that's the thing that you want on your team. And that's the thing that the people that you want around you. You do not want people who look a certain way and on the surface they look good. But on the inward side, what Peter said was true. There is jealousy and you're captive by sin and you want a position and you want power and you want title and you will step on anybody to get it and you'll act a certain way and you'll play nice with everybody at church but in reality you're like wait till I get in charge of that thing and then I'll make it the right way because you have not had an inward transformation yet we haven't had those moments yet and we have and we can't bring people on the team that they might say all the right things and they might do all the right things to you and they might butter you up and all that kind of stuff because they see you as a leader but pretty soon they won't see you as a leader anymore. They'll see you as a ladder and they'll see you as somebody they can step on to get over because they're like realize, oh, I passed them because I want to get into that power position. And, and, and you're wondering why and we're wondering why we don't have health on our team. And it, and it might be that we need to start back at the beginning with our team members and say, I just need inward transformation from everybody. Got to go back to the basics. How much do you love Jesus? How much is he changing your life? What is Jesus saying to you right now? What's the root things in your life that you feel like Jesus is trying to uproot and change and transform in your life? What are the things that you're willing to do right now when nobody sees you? What are the things, uh, what are the people, and who are the people that you're serving right now that won't help you move forward in your life at all. It, it really shows me uh, where somebody's heart is when they do something that won't benefit them. When they do something that's uh, on the outward side looking um, is beneath them. And when they do things that it seems minuscule, that speaks more to me in leadership than anything else. Because uh, the, uh, the title rung and, and all that stuff is, it's so... Uh, so deceptive. Even, even when people with well-meaning hearts, all of a sudden they think, well, if I can just get in charge, then things will get better. And then all of a sudden you, you're, you're down a road you don't want to be down. But when Jesus said, he said this, Jesus said it very plainly. He said, with you it has to be different. The Romans lorded over people here but the son of man did not come to be served but to serve 
so just, you know, like the, the, the leadership stuff in my head, like when I see uh, Evan, you, and Cheyenne out here making sure that everybody can get here before we all get here, that's healthy team. Ser- serving when no one sees you. No, no one else in the church is going to see that. You know, there's, a, there's no, there's no benefit for getting out and freezing your butt off in the early morning. You know, there's no like. But this is this is what we all do. And 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 make sure that we're not building our life outside of. Uh, well, I don't have to do that anymore. We you don't have, you never graduate from serving. Never, never graduate from from those things. And this is this is how we constantly build our teams to not um, have people on our team or be that teammate that is power hungry and position hungry. But we're building people on our team that want to serve people and are hungry for personal growth. That that's that's what we want. Father, we pray that, uh, God, you'd help us move forward, uh, God, in our lives today. Father, we pray that um, even these things will take root, do some marinating in our own spirit. And, Father, we pray that, uh, Lord, we'll be able to be the best team leaders and uh, the best parents, the God, the best business leaders. Uh, Father, all of these different things. God, we're praying that, God, your hand uh, would lead and guide us, help us to serve, to see people. God, how you see people, and help us to be so hungry for inward, inward growth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, church, we hope this message has pushed you forward in your leadership and your relationship with God. We can't wait to see you this Sunday or in a connect group. Have an amazing week. We'll see you then.